Oh God, you are recording. The little thing is is flashing. Thank you. Welcome everybody to Sharpen That Axe, a podcast dedicated to strengthening your skills as a guitar player. See, dramatic pause. It's all about the dramatic pause. Mm. Uh, we are shaking things up a little bit. I'm shaking my monitor. No, I'm not. Uh, by adding uh, a special guest. Just sketch. Yes. <laughs> no, it's all ruined. We've deleted everything. Uh, yeah. So. As you can probably tell uh, from the, the the girlish laughing in the background, we have a sorry sorry we have it's a an third, in studio guest. Yeah, it is an in studio guest. Uh, I'm Dylan Murphy. First of all, uh, songwriter, singwriter, currently dying from my master's thesis, and with me as always is John Gillen. John, and, about am, yourself. Am am I here? I, I don't know where I am. I seriously slept like three hours last night because of the thesis. So it's it's fun. I'm I'm not sure what day it is. So. There you have it. They're all okay. one massive day. Yeah, they're all one massive day until <laughs> September first, um, and then there will be no more podcasts because I'll be dead, hungover in in a pitch for in in a ditch somewhere. Um, in a pitch, both in a maybe. Pitch. Yeah, uh, yeah, a hurling pitch full of Buckfast bottles. Uh, <laughs> and we have a, a very special guest. We have a very a delightful young man who has decided to join us in John's studio in Colorado. We have uh, Matthew J O'Callaghan. Hey, how's it going? Is it? Hey, how's it going, man? Yeah, really well, dude. Thanks for having me on. This is Thank weird. You. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> yes, loyal listeners, and by loyal listener, I mean Maddie. Uh, we'll know Maddie <laughs> from uh, our shoutouts on previous episodes, but also is the owner of the Blues Driver, which I'm never giving back. Uh, that's why so, I'm here, yeah. that's actually Hi, Maddie. Trevor Bruce. I, I flew uh, nine to ten thousand kilometers to the west of Ireland to uh, confront you online since you're in Galway and I'm in Cork uh, all the time. That sounds so expensive and elaborate. Well, you know, <laughs> had to make it happen. It's in the back door. I'm here now, and uh, yeah. So, dude, this was Blues Trevor. Well, let me just say I am riddled with guilt right now uh, <laughs> for you going to that whole effort. Matthew is a fine guitar player joining us, uh, Cork born and bred, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Absolutely. Who, uh, Maddie and I, we met each other before we ever met each other. Uh, I went to a clinic for John Gom. Uh, Maddie, you're wearing a John Gom t-shirt, if I'm not I mistaken. Uh, a few years back, and uh, Matthew was there, and I gave him a nod, and he gave me a nod, and then two years passed, and I moved down to Cork. And he was at an open mic that I turned up at one night. And we have been lifelong friends ever since that. Bros. Bros. I just go. And then John came along and screwed uh, it all and up. Just, yeah, and just ruined it. And then there were three. Ooh. Too many cooks. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, as always, it is time for our Lick of the Week. Uh, I am going to open the Lick of the Week, and you are going to get my response. Yes. Uh, Matthew, Matthew, for the listeners, have you heard or not heard the Lick of the Week? I have heard the Lick of the Week. Okay, so this is all on me. All on you, buddy. Okay, so I'm looking at it now. It is Lick of the Week number, I want to say, 17. This is this is episode 17. You episode forgot to mention 17. it. Yeah. Good God. Welcome, everyone, to episode 17. Let's all start again. Let's not. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to listen. Uh, okay, listening now. It's exactly how it sounds. Cool. 
Excellent. Yeah. Uh, this is a kind of a direct reference back to last week's episode where I described one of Voodoo Child's bends as being one of my favorite moments in music ever. So, but absolutely. But this is not the original Voodoo Child. This is the Stevie Ray Vaughan cover, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Huzzah. Very good. Yes. Uh, fantastic Hendrix cover artist at any point, uh, at numerous occasions. I think Voodoo Child, I think Stevie Ray Vaughan's version is my favorite of Voodoo Child ever, though yeah. the chorus did once cover Voodoo Child. The chorus. Really? Little, not, Voodoo, not Voodoo Child, Little Wing. Oh, yeah, so That'd little, be weird. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Fiddle I'd through say, a wah-wah pedal. I'd, I'd say Little Wing is probably my favorite Hendrix song. Like that's, yeah. I, I would go with to, to be perfectly honest. And, and the Stevie Ray Vaughan cover for that, too, is absolutely delightful. It's like two minutes and 15 seconds. Of just, uh, so that brings us on to our talk of the week around pedals, which is commonly known as pedal talk. Pedal talk theme tune. Yay. I'll, I'll put that in your corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. So, John, do you want to introduce our pedal for this week and why yeah. we're talking about this pedal? Well, I, I, think, it's, I think it's a nice segue with the Stevie Ravon and the voodoo child there. We've got um, this week is the wah. So for any of our regular listeners, you know that Dylan and I have a little uh, back and forth, a tete-a-tete, as it were, <laughs> our one listener here in the, in the studio. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're going to listen to it though, right, Maddie? You're going to still listen even though you're on it. <laughs> you better. We're counting yeah. on you. Um, press play. <laughs> I don't want to hear my own voice. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, the wah. So as, as you know, we, we have a little bit of a disagreement about the importance of a wah on the pedal board. But as, as I've said, it's, it is a useful pedal. It's, it's an important pedal, but I wouldn't necessarily put it, put it as a must have on a pedal board. But Dylan, you would probably disagree with me. Yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of the wah, man. I don't know what it is. I, it's Kirk Hammond, that's what it is. That's what, exactly <laughs> what it is. It's because I got that Kirk Hammett tattoo, and I no, uh, no, I just it can, when it's used right, there's nothing better. I mean, you get people like Dimebag or Feckin' Van Halen or anyone using the wah. It's just yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, oh, uh, so yeah, I'd agree. And and Matt and I were listening to uh, a Dream Theater tune. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yesterday, uh, Home, I think. And it's just this massive, like, this massive riff that he swells that wah on, and then just, like, two big chord hits on it it's, as well. It's, it's just fantastic. I, I, it came out of nowhere as well. And like John was saying, it's, you know, the contentious use of the wah, but it, it's, you know, um, John Petrucci being John Petrucci, uh, just using it in a cozy sense and making his guitar sound like a mountain. With with a wow on top, of yeah, it. it's, it's, it's incredible. It's actually it's actually one of my favorite uses of in, in a modern sense that I've heard, and, and I hadn't heard before until John sort of on. It's just I was totally taken aback by the way. Amazing. It made me want to just get just buy every Dream Theater album ever, <laughs> and then spend what is it, the two hundred fifty three hundred bucks on a on a John Petrucci signature wow. <laughs> Yeah. And use yeah. the guitar playing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That so, brings us but, into kind of like types of wah. I mean, yeah, are there so, different types? So I guess to, to start with what the wah does first. And now most people are familiar with that wow wow sound. But really yeah. what's happening is it's a really fast pan 
on the tone, the tone color essentially on your guitar. You can sort of simulate it if you just take the tone knob and you move it really fast after you play a chord. Um, it's not quite the same because it's not quite as harsh. Um, no. But it's interesting because the wah sort of comes from Vox originally was trying to design, uh, they had amplifiers for horns and that sort of thing. So you could mm -hmm. put a microphone on it and plug it into that, plug it in the amp. Um, and they had initially tried to produce this kind of tone pedal thing uh, that would simulate uh, mute mm. for a, a trumpet. And there was this okay. trumpet player named Clyde McCoy. So they were, that was their target market for it. And one of the sound engineers decided to take this, this tone pot and put it into a volume pedal and that's how you got this wah. And they tried to market it as, a, as for the horn. And it really wasn't that successful. But of course, once guitar players got hold of this. So this was the early Vox wah. Um, and then after that, they, they started releasing it as the Crybaby. Vox originally had that, that name for it. But <laughs> they forgot to trademark it. Oh, God. <laughs> Face palm. Yeah. So essentially, Vox was selling this thing and they stuck the name on it. It was like 1967 or whatever, and they stuck the name on it, Crybaby. Um, but they, they never put their name on it. And then years down the road, Dunlop managed to trademark it, and Vox is left with their Vox Wah is just some sort of number. But I can't remember what it is. <laughs> it's the 847, the Vox 847 and the 847A. Those are the, the, the okay. like Area 51 and Area 51A. And um, yeah, no, they're uh, very, very similar, but apparently the 847A is superior. Um, I should know because I, I, I had a crybaby for a while, like the, the, the original, and right. I wasn't really, wasn't really digging it. Uh, and then I was looking around and I was, Everyone like online told me to get the eight four seven A, and then I put a decent battery into my pad. And it actually fixed all of them that I was having with it. It'd be cheap with my batteries. So uh, yeah, no, I still have that. It's a it's a, it's a good wah. Um, John, John, do you have any wahs? Um, I do. do so yeah, um, I do. Kind of have my eyes on on one at the moment as well, but I'll go into what I have first. So right now I've got a, um, a morally bad horsey. So, and your response to that should be, well, of course you do. Yeah, uh, it, basically, <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, Wait, John, do you like Sivai? Oh, 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 just, oh. <laughs> and do you listen to this podcast? Seriously, yeah, I don't even know you anymore. But yeah, yeah, it's, and one of the things I thought that was cool about it was instead of having a little button that you have to stomp on to get it to activate, you just step on it and it's, um, it's activated by an LED in, on, in the pedal. So when you just step on it, it goes. And then when you step off, it turns off, which is kind of nice. Unfortunately, the thing I don't like about it is it doesn't have the same, uh, same amount of sweep and response gear driven or strap driven one would normally have and that okay. yeah despite the fact that i do i like that feature on it i can't get some of those lower tones uh it, it goes it goes to the high ends really fast yeah yeah um maddie do you have a well uh i i have one that i'm gonna say borrowed <laughs> in the inverted cups um that a friend uh, former houseman might let me have 
it's it's a, a the box kind of box classic. Yeah, eight four seven. Cool. Yeah, and it's it, yeah, it's it's good. I yeah, I, I think I, I think I'm gonna be going through the same phase that that you did, which was like, how did you describe it? Um, you don't know how to use a wah until you've owned one, sold it, and then bought another one. Um, yeah, so I think I'm oh, yeah. going to go He does through. listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he passed the test. Yeah, so I, um, I think I'm probably going to end up going through that phase. I, I like the, the wah. It's just that John has that feature, actually, that I really want, which is the the the, the step response uh, for mm. activating that Because I find you turn on the wah, and then to turn it off, you've got to put your toe all the way to the bottom. You gotta, yeah, it's you really finicky, you know. And and you really lose so much tone um, when you do that. And it's cool for some things because you can use the wah as a, as a filter. Um, yeah, you know? like uh, money for nothing. Yeah, and Tom yeah. Schultz, like that was a huge part of Boston's toad was yeah. he was halfway like a halfway press down wah pedal. And it's great for some things, but not not when you're trying to. Not when you're trying to do a Jimmy or Steve Ray Bond on it, you know, and it's you're having to. But when you have more than a feeling, that's <laughs> that's when you hit it. So that's something I'm curious about too. Maybe you guys have seen them, like the mini ones. So Hot One makes a mini one as well. Uh, there's, I they were called Hotone. I think I, both. I don't know. Hot, hot One. Hot One. Hotone. Hotone. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I've been calling it. Maybe I'm the idiot. Uh, one of us is the idiot. That's the thing. Um, um, yeah, I've, I've I've seen those as well. I and really then the like mini crybaby as well. I'm I'm just kind of curious. I it seems it seems ineffectual to me, but I, I don't really know if that works. But I mean, that's I, I that's typical new thing. I mean, like uh, you can get a crybaby for like I think they're like eighty euro retail. Something right along that, and but the the mini one is like fifty euro more. It's like is it really? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. But the Hotone Hot One uh, at a hundred. <laughs> I just I don't know. I I go for that. I mean, one of the things about having a wow on your board as well is that it's really heavy uh, to lug around. Yeah. And if you're like walking to a gig, which I live in Galway, and everybody walks everywhere, and having a wow pedal, you're like, oh, I'm not going to bring it tonight because you know I'm walking. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm walking here, so yeah. No, I'm I'm very interested in that. Also, I do like before we go on to the next section, starring you, Maddie. Uh, does anybody? Does everybody here have a favorite kind of wah song? Ooh, Johnny, you gonna go with Yankee Rose? You Steve Lyle loving <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, I, I mean, I suppose I could go with Bad Horsey. No, that I, I really wouldn't put it there. I think honestly, I'd have to go with Voodoo Child. Like that's yeah. the, the one we just listened to because that, oh, it's either that or the John Petrucci one we were talking about because it sounds like a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. huge. It sounds like Leslie West with a, <laughs> with a wah on top. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's me. What, what about you, Maddie? Any other uh, WAP well, songs? I would say that John kind of just mentioned white too. So actually this, so I have, Hear them prog metal band from the, the guitarist Dan Weller from that was the producer on it. He had this really cool idea to, to use the wah in the opening riff, so it's like this uh, kind of high octave uh, riff with the with uh, and the producer was kind of you know, using the wah himself by hand. It just came out with this you know this crazy meaty tone, but it still had that nice really long wide sweep of a wow kind of. Uh, and it just, it really added to the, the kind of dark tone of the song. That's probably one of my favorite modern. Yeah, man. I got to check that out. 
Indubitably. And you, sir, mm. Mr. Murphy? Well, it's got to be Kirk Hammett. No. Um, <laughs> e minor. Uh, no, I, I'm going to go a little bit, well, I, I, I don't know. I think Dimebag uses it really well, but the one that's sticking in my mind for a favorite like use of it in a song is possibly Civil War by Guns N' Roses. Mm. That kind of like that midsection between the, the chorus and the verse. Yeah, give me that face, John. I don't care. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I swear to God. I just go, I mean, Slash, I mean, he does hide behind the wire. I do love, actually, I'm changing my answer. Let's Go Crazy by Prince. That last, like, crazy freak out at the end of it. I just, come on. I got to say this. I do feel like we have completely neglected the, outside of Prince, but the entire genre of funk. Oh, uh, when yeah. it comes to a law. <laughs> right. So we should all feel ashamed. Yeah. There was no mention uh, of Parliament or Stevie Wonder. So, J- John, I can fix that. Us. Everybody go back and listen to Maggot Brain. You're welcome. Yes. There you go. That's it. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all you need. <laughs> well played. Well played. Anyway, moving on, Mr. Matthew. So, anyway, Matt is sort of our resident slappy guitar expert, and uh, we brought him in to kind of just ask a few questions. What are some things to kind of get us started? What are some key things if we want to get into percussive guitar playing? What are some key things that we need to focus on just as a beginner and, and how to launch us into the realm of slappy guitar. Yeah, okay, so uh, this, my first main point for this was um, the kind of modern finger style playing, you know, or slappy guitar. Um, it came up when, actually the first time Dylan and I met was at that John Gonklin a few years ago. And um, he talked about um, that when you are starting off with this style, that a really important thing that you should do for technique, for any of that, is uh, learn to play softly. Softly, like percussively softly? Like what do you Yeah, yeah. So um, um, the reason being is there's kind of three major points. One um, is that the, is for definition, one is for your own personal health, and also the health of your guitar. And so his guitar is pretty beat up. That's yeah, kind of rich yeah, coming yeah. from him. If you've ever seen John Gomm, he's got this. Uh, he's got this Loudon. He got it like secondhand or something back in the early two thousands or late nineties, and uh, it's called Wilma. It is battered to heck. He says it doesn't work acoustically anymore. It's now it's now effectively like an electric guitar. Um, Interesting. So yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the the kind of first point I mentioned is is, is for definition. Um, the guitar as as a as a percussive instrument, it has so many different types of drums. Um, it, you should just, if you were a drummer, you should just get a guitar because of the drum. That's what I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you got the girls with it too. Yeah. So go. much better. Aren't you glad you changed? <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so you had a, so you talked about how um, there, there's oodles of different types of drums in, in it. There's a whole drum kit, there's little um, hand drums, all sorts of different sounds you can get out of it. I suppose for your own health, I don't know how much either of you guys have had to go through the horrors of um, repetitive stress injury, RSI, or, or tendonitis, or anything like that, but uh, I've certainly kind of flared off my hands, uh, particularly on my right hand, where a lot of the percussion would, would be done. Um, is done through the, the accessibility of the soundboard of your right hand. If you're a right-handed guitar player, obviously, if you're a left-handed guitar player, it's going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. I hurt my wrist really badly a lot from doing kind of kick drum effects on, on different parts of the guitar. And it was just solely down to how I hit it because I was, it was really 
hard. I thought you needed to, to be loud, you know, because that's kind of the fun of the style is. I, I think you bring up an interesting point in general. I think it's, it's important for guitar players to kind of take the time to take care of themselves, take care of your hands, you know. Absolutely do a little bit of stretching. And if, if you are having a bit of tendonitis, kind of, I would say find, find a, a teacher or somebody who knows something about Alexander technique or something like that that yeah. allows you to kind of better position yourself for playing. Yeah, it's yeah hugely important. Of, and, and so I learned the hard way. So please, the listener, uh, learn, learn from my mistakes <laughs> and, and have good posture and all this. The other kind of main point I want to bring up is something that I learned from uh, my friend Chris Woods. He's a superb UK figure-style guitar player who is, is very much at the forefront of this. And he's got a, a great book called Progressive Acoustic Guitar, I believe it's from Hal Leonard. And he's got a lot of videos up on YouTube of him kind of discussing this as well. So um, he thinks of the way you should do percussive movements. Um, in the same way that you should do your strumming patterns, which is effectively in ups and downs, like that. Um, hmm. So it be your your right or your left hand guitar player, whatever is over the sound hole, whichever hand, um, that hand should be should be fluid in its movements. And so, you know, um, think of the movements, and then also think about then how they will work within the song. Because we're we're guitar players and not drummers. We're also having to think about you know, the notes, the melodies, the bass lines, the, the chords and stuff, and the harmonies. So um, the, he kind of talks about um, these kind of up and down motions. And if you look up on YouTube, he uh, will come across a couple of really great videos that he has um, discussing that very point. He goes really in depth um, uh, into them in, in a basic way. It's not overwhelming or anything. And, and, and incorporate the entire guitar while you're doing the kick and the snare drum effects too. Cool. Cool, man. And just kind of one last point to maybe finish, if that's if that's cool. Could you maybe suggest three albums to listen to? Three albums, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Personal favorite, my, is it? Uh, my go-to is With uh, These Hands by Eric Roach. That's my favorite. With the, yeah, that's, yeah, Eric Roach. It's one, one of my favorites, too. Um, Eric Roach has a, a great book. I believe it's called The Acoustic Bible. And it is, yeah. it is everything you could possibly want to know. I, I, I actually have a copy of that. It's so good. It's amazing. And he has all those. He has finger style, he's got percussion techniques, all the rest of it. And it's and it's 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 layered so you can kind of get your skill level up and attempt these pieces of music as you go. Um, but yeah, so um, album wise, um, so you pointed out I'm wearing a John Gom t shirt. John Gom is one of my absolute all time favorite musicians across any genre of style. Um, he has a, his third album, Secrets That Nobody Keeps, is a masterpiece in my opinion. It, it's it's a phenomenal album. We got to see some of that in London, right? Yeah, yeah. We got to see that one. was ridiculous. Oh, it's just, just he's just insane. He's an animal. He and that's and he is a, a big fan of Michael Hedges, who I would also um, say go listen to. He Michael Hedges is kind of the the Hendrix of acoustic guitar. Essentially. Yeah, that's yeah. probably. I think that's a pretty fair fair summation. Um, he has an album, Area Boundaries. One of the other uh, Area Boundaries, Boundaries is amazing, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Just so good. He brought together so many different techniques that have existed for centuries um, in playing in playing guitar. You know, it's uh, uh, this whole percussive thing. It's not new, you know. Um, and he kind of just he kind of threw out the rule book, as it were. Um, and, and just you know, I don't know where it kind of comes in on kind of great albums or whatever, but it's near and dear to my heart because it was a it's the reason why I, I started playing this style of guitar. But uh, the Art of Motion by Anthony. Oh King. yeah, there you go. Mm. Um, that that album, I I heard it when I was seventeen, and I just thought 
I didn't play guitar at the time, but my, my friend showed me uh, Andy McKee playing Drifting on YouTube uh, back in 2007. I just thought I'd do that for the rest of my life. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> cool. Thank Great. you, sir. That's Thank you. Very, in, very informative. Anyway, and uh, so moving on to what we've been working on. Mr. Murphy, why don't you take it? Well, guys, I don't know if I, if, if I said this last week, but part of my thing about last month, my whole thing was learning a riff uh, every week, uh, riff every day uh, mm. from like different kind of genres and stuff. And this month, I'm going through trying to write a riff every, uh, every day. And it's, it's a really, really cool thing to do uh, for me because I, I, you know, I can't just write one. I'll sit down with the guitar and go, okay, I'm going to write a riff. And then I'll just play around with some stuff that I know and something will come out. And by the end of this like sitting down session, I'll have like three or four things to work with. And yeah, it's great. I mean, it's because this is basically, it's like, you know, the edge kind of says that he makes songs by basically stockpiling riffs. And then basically when there's, other elements of the song like lyrics or vocal melodies he basically mm. just kind of puts them all together with this so i'm basically trying to build up my 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 riff uh nuclear arms uh kind of the <laughs> north korea is gonna kill us all. no sorry i had to put that in there uh, man what an embarrassing way for the world to end anyway um yeah so i've basically been trying to riffs mostly outside the pentatonic box if i can uh, I've also found that uh, practicing, like just having a drum loop on YouTube is a really good way just to kind of get a good mm. rhythm going and then just basically making shit up over on top of that. Uh, yeah. How about you guys? What have you guys been working on? Um, you mean besides the thesis and moving house? <laughs> besides all that, John, yes, besides yeah. that. <laughs> um, I've been kind of playing around a little bit and something I've been working with students on too is just the idea of like two and three note chords. So um, not necessarily your standard triad shapes, but um, just kind of things that you would typically see playing around with looping pedals and that sort of thing, because it gives okay. you a little bit more space, you know, um, when you're playing like the root and the third of a chord, mm. um, but the third up an octave, right? Um, <clears throat> people like <clears throat> Ed Sheeran, podcast <clears throat> uh, is over, uh, use them a lot. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, but there's, there's a whole lot more, um, a whole lot more you can do with it besides what he does with it, which I think is interesting. And these are things too, that if, if you go back a little bit further, you've got people like Wes Montgomery, who's got great voicings for this stuff. Barney Castle, there's plenty of good people out there who have used them way before that guy did. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, just, it's, it's a handy little thing, kind of different, get you out of those standard bar chord shapes and start thinking a little bit differently about the fretboard. Absolutely. And what about you, Maddie? What have you, what have you been working on? Uh, I've been working on a bunch of things. I am working on new finger style songs. My, my current one is a sound called Punctify by Justin King, which was uh, made even more popular by a guitar player named Ben Laps. And mm. um, so a great example of including uh, percussion and kind of um, slap bass techniques. If you want to have a look up with that song, great tune. And what have you guys been listening to? Uh, listening wise, I've been, well, since I'm here with John, um, I have been listening to an awful lot of progressive instrumental metal, and it's just been great. I've, <laughs> I've got, Welcome so, to America. Yeah, uh, yeah, so it's, I, well, I, a week ago I was in Texas and all I heard was country and folk music, which is fine, except the stadium country music, which is a bit like this. Bro country, bro! 
Oh, <laughs> I got my pickup truck and my Bud Light. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's been introducing me to Situ um, and uh, Sarah Longfield, to name a couple, and uh, all the people I'm doing my thesis on. Yeah, like, pretty much. You've, you, you've all heard about it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I've infected Maddie. It's all over. Um, and then in uh, myself, uh, another another person in there. So a gentleman uh, with a G. Um, anyway, by the name of uh, Kyle Schaefer, who has just released his latest project, The Archaeologist. And uh, of course, it's called The Archaeologist. <laughs> of course, it is. But anyway, where is his trowel? Is he is he actually? In, sorry. Okay. No, he he, <laughs> he has a hat and a whip. Come on. Jeez, he's that cool of an archaeologist. Anyway. Sleeps with the students. Yeah. We all know Indiana Jones did that. You can't rock the hat. Quite the he, um, anyway, he just released this uh, excellent EP that's out there. Uh, he was kind enough to do an interview for my thesis. Got the chance to talk to him, get a little bit more knowledge um, about what he's doing. So that's been good. Anyway, that's kind of, yeah. What about you, sir? Immersing yourself in your thesis, like I am as well. Um, I went down a bit of a, because I started writing a new percussive Slap Happy song. I started listening. I went back to uh, one of my favorite Slap albums, which is uh, Ladies Night by Preston Reed. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Who I met, and he is a scary man. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, just massive hands. Uh, so basically I finished that album and Spotify has this thing where if you finish an album, it basically starts playing tracks that are related to that. And that led me into this album by Tommy Emanuel called Live at the Ryman, which is, I yes. believe, in Nashville. And oh my God, like I've never, never really sat down and really listened to Tommy Emanuel, but I listened to that album like three times in a day. It's just that, beautiful. That guy is, so I saw him live in the corner. Oh man. It was, it was it was he just put on a clinic it was <laughs> he he was insane it was he can do anything he wants with the guitar really like those cascading harmonics uh with the most awkward looking chord shapes i've ever seen in my life i've attempted a few of them and if you want to get carpal tunnel syndrome before you do anything else in life that that would, I would recommend trying to do that like it is a, the introduction to some of the rainbow is covered yeah it's feasibly impossible like Tommy Manuel is an artist where I can listen to and I can just be totally happy that I'll never be that good. But yeah. I just enjoy the music so much. I've, you know, I've, I've transferred over the line from envy to admiration, which is, yeah, that's, that's basically yeah, where I am with him. Um, he's just, yeah, absolutely. Really, 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 really nice stuff. His Beatles medley is insane though. It's something, oh. it's not that difficult. I don't know, just looking at tabs like of all the other stuff on the album, so I might look up it, like, how to play that. I'm going to tell you as someone who has attempted it twice now, it's deceptively <laughs> tricky. Okay. Um, yeah, but it, it, is, it is worth it. It is a lot of fun just going through yeah. all this. Stuff. Unreal. Okay. Well, I believe that's the, is that, that's the episode, gents. 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 With a D. With a D. Guitar in jail. Uh, I have to twist my mustache when I say that. Yes. Let's yes. get back to our respective lives and theses, which uh, will be due three weeks tomorrow. And then we can get... <laughs> we will get through this, friends. Wait, was that on air? I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Anyway, thanks so much, everyone. Check us out. Twitter, face page, all of the above. 
Uh, YouTube channel is now up and running. You will be seeing more stuff up there, right, Mr. Murphy? Yeah, I'm working on it, John. Okay, it's very complicated. No, I understand. I Crack understand. the whip. Yeah, no, I. Um, but yeah, so oh, we're oh. we're on all the social media. Please do hit us up. As a reminder, find us on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, as well as our RSS feed. You can also find us on SoundCloud. But do go ahead, leave comments, notes. We've got some interviews coming up. Hopefully, that'll be of more interest and more Very technical exciting. things. So lots of exciting things to come. And Dylan, anything else to add? Catchphrase. I mean, stay sharp. <laughs>